We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. What's up, everybody? It's Candlestick Chronicles. It's the 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle. That's Chris. And we have a preseason game. One last preseason game to talk about. We got to look at what the 49ers might be doing quarterback-wise. Is a, for all things considered, it was actually a pretty interesting preseason finale. But uh, we will bid farewell to the preseason. We hardly knew ye. R.I.P. Yeah, so here here's my all-encompassing take. Please. Um, I don't really know what to take from it because the Raiders didn't play anybody, <laughs> and and I think <laughs> and I think whatever the 49ers did at quarterback might have worked, um, because the Raiders were playing all their backups, and even their starting defense isn't all that good to begin with. So like, it worked. Rotating quarterbacks worked. They averaged over six yards per play on those first two series that were both touchdown series. But I just don't know, like, if it's going to be that effective and it's and if it's going to go that smoothly, right? Like, I think the real focus for Kyle Shanahan was just procedurally, right? Like, bringing mm-hmm. in a new quarterback off the bench, getting the personnel in, getting the play call in, and making sure everything works fine from an operational standpoint. Um, and yeah, like they executed pretty well. We know the 49ers are going to be able to run the ball. They ran for 242 yards on 48 attempts, just five yards of carry. And they gave eight different guys carries. Um, but to me, just in, in terms of like the quarterback rotation, I, I think it's leading to Trey Lance playing a significant amount. And the question I would ask is if you're comfortable with playing Trey Lance a significant amount. And in this case, during those first two series, he played 10 of 24 snaps. That's almost half. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're willing to play Trey Lance almost half the snaps, then why not just play him full-time? So I I kind of took away that it wouldn't be that many in a regular season game. 
Like, that's sort of how it would look where, you know, Garoppolo completes to Samuel for eight, and now it's second and two. And, all right, Trey Lance is going to go in for a play because the whole playbook's open on second and two, and they can kind of get fancy with it. Um, I don't – I can't imagine that the goal is to play him almost half the snaps. Because, like you said, at that point, why wouldn't you start him? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, we'll have to see. That That's the other thing is, like, we we sort of got hints, but we don't have any answers to the test yet, right? Like, we'll have we'll have a whole lot more to talk about after week one in Detroit uh, when we see how this thing works and how it affects wins and losses. I mean, that that's, a, that's the other big thing is, like, if you're rotating quarterbacks and one plays at a significantly different level than the other – then what do you do, right? Like, if is it, and what's the threshold for making a change? Like, if you do this and Trey Lance is a lot more successful than Jimmy Garoppolo, are you going to feel comfortable enough off the one-game sample to say, hey, all right, Trey Lance is our starter? Or if, mm-hmm. Trey Lance, if Trey Lance comes in and stinks, then you say, well, we should probably just stick with Jimmy Garoppolo, and then how long does that last, right? Like, does that right. last until Jimmy Garoppolo has a three-interception game? And then do you reincorporate Trey Lance in sort of a part-time role before giving him the job. I I just think this this has I mean this this could work, right? Like if they theoretically if it theoretically it could work. If they thread the needle and everything they run against the Lions and Eagles works and Jimmy Garoppolo plays well and they're able to maximize both guys without being too predictable in terms of play calling, then yeah, it could work. But there's a reason why NFL teams don't run two quarterback systems with the maybe the exception of the Saints with Drew Brees and Taysom Hill. And they'll probably do some of that with Jameis Winston this year too. But I'm just I'm very skeptical of, of how this is going to work. This this screams to me as being too cute. And I think Kyle Shanahan is trying I think we said it in the last podcast, but I think what he's trying to do is have a quarterback competition play out organically where you see the both guys on the field in regular season games and then you're able to make a judgment for from there but like to what end right like how long is it if this isn't your solution like your final decision like you're like I can't imagine they're going to play two quarterbacks the entire season right like this is means to an end yeah but how, right but how long is it going to take to get to that end and, like, what's the threshold of what you need to see from either guy? Like, is Trey Lance going to – if he comes in and plays really well in Detroit, then are you just going to say, all right, Trey's our starter going forward? No, I think you go with what's working, with what's winning. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. But the, I, we don't know We don't know what the plan is, right? We know sure. what Kyle Shanahan tells us. Sure. And, he's, and he's very coy about the whole thing, and he says he has a very good idea of what it's going to look like. And it, what it's going to look like, in my estimation, is Jimmy Garoppolo starting and then Trey Lance coming in and playing. But if I just don't think it's tenable to play Trey Lance like half the snaps like he did today when they had the first-team offense. And I just I think you're asking for more problems um, than, than you should really be taking on, where if you're really... F- if you really feel comfortable enough to play Trey Lance 50% of the snaps, then you should probably just start him or sure. You know, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm unclear like what the plan is going to be and it's going to be fascinating for sure. And I'm sure that's part of Kyle Shanahan's idea, like thinking too, is we're going to keep everybody on their toes, including the Detroit Lions and Philadelphia Eagles on this. But if it's a, 
if it's a plan where Trey Lance plays five snaps a game, five to ten, and it's just you're sort of working him in and getting him comfortable in, in a game setting, that makes a lot more sense to me than doing this split where you're like changing quarterbacks every third play. Yeah, and that's what I think what we saw today was just the the Garoppolo comes out, Lance comes in. I don't think the anything we saw today outside of that process. Like I think Shanahan played Lance so many snaps, A, just to get him reps, but B to just kind of get the get in the flow of okay, what how does Garoppolo's not used to coming off the field. Trey Lance isn't used to being off the field and then going on the field. Like, just getting that, like, literally just the mechanics of it down. Yeah. Like, I think Garoppolo is going to be the starter and Lance is going to get sprinkled in more than he was, you know, or featured, sprinkled in more, not featured as much as he was today. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that would make sense. The, what I, what I will say, though, is just getting to Trey Lance specifically. Um, The thing that really stood out today was how absurd their run game can be when he's a quarterback. And I know the Raiders hadn't game planned for the read option stuff and, and they, you know, it was not their starters. Not that the Raiders have a, you know, elite defensive unit anyways, but um. I get all that, but you could see the mechanics of, wow, that would be really hard to defend. Like you have Jalen Hurd or Debo Samuel coming across the formation and then Lance taking the snap and then, you know, doing the zone, doing the read option stuff. Like that's going to be stressful for defenses when he is in there. Yeah, totally. Totally. And, and regardless and, of the setting today, that was just very clear to me. Yeah, which is why I would start Lance from the jump because – you can do so many different things in the running game to where you could make the passing game really easy for him by giving mm-hmm. him a whole lot of like nine looks and you know, like the flow play, like is a classic example. Jimmy Garoppolo's first completion of George Kittle today was that play where it's just play action, one direction, you roll out left, the tight end leaks out and you have an easy, you know, 14 yards or whatever it was like Kyle Shanahan's the best coach in the league at getting those types of looks for his quarterbacks. So if he's able to game plan a full attack with Trey Lance running the ball, then I just think it it could be made super easy. Like uh, Trey Lance is more advanced to me just in terms of what he can do and is more multidimensional in his skill set than Robert Griffin was in 2012. And Robert Griffin ran a very elementary sort of um, college offense. It was very similar to what he ran at Baylor. And I think Trey Lance can do more schematically than Robert Griffin. And we saw how effective Kyle Shanahan was at designing that offense for Washington that year. Right. I just think he could do that again. And you have a much higher ceiling because you have much better players around Trey Lance. Right. So that to me is, is, is sort of like why I'm scratching my head is like. So you're just, you're, you're out entirely on the two quarterback idea. I am if you're rotating it like if you're rotating the guys like they did today. Like okay. if it's if it if it's Trey Lance at like forty, forty five percent of the snaps, to me that just doesn't make sense. Sure. Um and you know, I get it. Like you you want Jimmy Garoppolo to have an opportunity to 
improve on what he was in 2019, which he very well could do. Jimmy Garoppolo could be significantly better in 2019 or than 2019. And that changes this discussion. But, you know, I've, I've covered Jimmy Garoppolo and, and watched all of his training camp practices since he's been with the team. And like, I don't know that he's a whole lot better than he was. Like, I know the talking point coming out of coming from the team is that Jimmy Garoppolo has more command and he's push he's being pushed to a different level by Trey Lance. It's like, that's fine. But there's still like just plays that really make you wonder, like, what is he thinking? Like, why did he throw that pass? And, you know, he was better today, albeit, you know, he had seven attempts against, again, a really bad Raiders defense that wasn't playing anybody. So I don't really know what to take away from today, aside from the fact that, like, man, this could be really, I mean, it could be effective, but it also could be weird if you're trying to work a two-quarterback system into a league that that typically hasn't worked. And maybe, maybe I'm completely wrong on this, and maybe Kyle Shanahan is some revolutionary who starts this new trend where everybody plays two quarterbacks now. Um, sure. But I find I, I just find that unlikely, right? I think if something works, it's going to be like it's – I mean, Trey Lance is going to be the starter at some point, sooner probably rather than later. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to get to that point, just like rip the Band-Aid off and be there instead of trying to do this thing where it's like we're going to play Jimmy and play, play Trey, you know, three snaps a series or, or whatever. Like it just, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So, but it, but again, it could be something entirely different and Shanahan could just be throwing, throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks at this point in the preseason. And, and, you know, the, the plan's probably still fluid, but I think right. they have a, I think they have a pretty good idea of where things are going to go. Um, at least yeah. that's, that's, that's what everyone's saying. Yeah, that, that, and I think that's right. As long as they have an idea, like they have a path that they're going to follow. But if Trey Lance comes in and they're averaging 15 yards a play when he's in the game, like that changes things. Um, right. Conversely, like you said, if he comes in and he's not very good, if he continues to be inaccurate with his throws and they're going to be one-dimensional when he's in, uh, then you know maybe it goes a different direction. But it feels like it's all culminating in this year – by week 18, Trey Lance is the starting quarterback. Yeah. And, and he's taking could, all of the snaps. Yeah, and it very well could just be Shanahan not feeling entirely comfortable with giving Trey Lance a full playbook, a full... I mean, I don't think that's the issue. I, it, might, it, it might just come down to reps, right? Like, if Trey Lance had played a full season last year at North Dakota State and built on what he did in 2019, then Kyle Shanahan might not be might not have any reservations about making Trey Lance a full-time starter, but because Trey Lance didn't play, you know, he only played one game of football last year. That could be his real, the the cause of his hesitation is that, you know, he just hasn't played a whole lot. So he wants to get him reps before throwing him in there. Um, Cause I, I just, I just don't know what Jimmy, like I was thinking about on the ride home, like obviously there's the experience factor, but mm-hmm. I don't know what Jimmy Garoppolo does that Trey Lance can't do, and I know what Trey Lance can't Trey Lance can do that Jimmy Garoppolo can't do. Right? Does that make sense? Like Sure. Trey Lance can throw the ball downfield far more effectively than Jimmy Garoppolo. Trey Lance adds an entirely new element in the running game, and Trey Lance can make plays outside the structure of the offense that Jimmy Garoppolo can't. 
and Jimmy Garoppolo can be a little bit more efficient and maybe a little bit more decisive and get the ball out faster just because he has a faster release and more mm-hmm. accurate. But, like, to me, none of those things that Jimmy Garoppolo does are worth keeping Trey Lance on the bench. I think if you're keeping Trey Lance on the bench, it's because you don't think he's ready, not necessarily because Jimmy Garoppolo is this world-beating quarterback. Isn't that, isn't that kind of the, the, the point, though? I don't think anybody's sitting here looking at the two quarterbacks and saying, well, number 10 is more talented. Right. I think it's just a matter of, hey, Trey Lance hasn't seen enough stuff yet, and if he starts, like, he could lose them the first two games, and those are both winnable games. Yeah. You know, like, the the first home game is Sunday Night Football against the Packers where maybe they don't want him necessarily starting in that game. Um, I could, I think when, when we had Matt Mayoko on the pod, he, he said a way they can, they can get him reps without, without, you know, starting him is just to kind of sprinkle him in here and there, a la Taysom Hill, but as a quarterback and not a tight end. So I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea if you're trying to, if you're trying to thread the needle between competing for a title this year or competing for a championship this year and also developing Trey Lance. It's unorthodox for sure, but this whole situation is unorthodox. This is a Super Bowl ready roster that picked third overall and drafted a quarterback. Like right. that doesn't happen. So right. the fact that they're going about it a little bit differently isn't that big of a surprise to me because it's really unique. This isn't yeah. this isn't something that we've we've really ever seen before and and there's no real precedent for how for how to handle it. And I think the the big picture if we're zooming all the way out, the big picture is they need Trey Lance to be awesome at football next year. And whatever they do this year is going to be trying to push him toward being really good at football next year. And if that means sprinkling him in and and you know Jimmy Garoppolo has to start and it lowers the it lowers the ceiling of their offense because Trey Lance isn't in there as much year one, then so be it. Like 2021 matters, but less than the future to, to me. That's, that's how I think they're viewing it. Um, yeah. The, the they reason want, they want him to develop while also no, trying to contend this year. For sure. The next, the next decade is more important than just 2021, right? Just as a whole. Yeah. But I, I think what what you risk in doing this two-quarterback thing is just sort of losing a year because you can't really get it quite right, right? Like, you need – I mean, obviously, you're trying to contend, right? You're trying to contend mm-hmm. while you're also trying to develop a quarterback. And those are two very hard things to do at once if you're not just playing that quarterback full-time. Right. Right? Like, it was very easy for the Chiefs to do that in 2017 with Patrick Mahomes because – they picked a direction early on and they stuck with it throughout the entire season in that they were going with Alex Smith and they were just not going they they weren't going to throw Pat Mahomes in um really no matter what unless there was an injury to Alex Smith and that's just the direction they had and ultimately you know they they lost in the playoffs that year and you I'm sure there are people who would make the argument that Patrick Mahomes would have given them a better shot to win the Super Bowl that season mm-hmm. but the point was they stuck a path. They they chose a path and stuck to it. And then he became and, Patrick Mahomes. 
Yeah, and then he became Patrick Mahomes. And so if you're doing this quarterback by committee and you're changing how much Trey Lance is playing every week, I just you're you're it's only it's too cute. You're probably it's probably gonna end up being too cute. And I don't know if you're necessarily sticking with a path, like a plan where everybody's on the same page no matter what, and you can just move forward organizationally. Because sure. the longer you go, like, I don't think this is going to be like a, a locker room drama thing. But I think the 49ers made it very clear how they feel about Jimmy Garoppolo by making this trade. Yeah, right. Right. So, so you can't you can't like, hey, we we're going to replace you and we're going to invest all these assets in your replacement. Oh, but we still think you're better than the guy that we got to replace you for the time being. You know, like, it's just. It just feels long-term it's untenable. Like, if, if they do the quarterback rotation thing and it lasts beyond September, I would be shocked. Yeah, I don't I don't anticipate it lasting the whole season either. Um, but again, it's it's about where they feel Lance is. It, it, it has nothing to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. I agree, yeah. Like, if Jimmy Garoppolo's stinking it up and they're just like, no, if we start Lance, it's going to lower his ceiling long-term, they're going to stick with Garoppolo. I, 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 at least until they think that, that Lance is ready to step in and, and actually grow as a quarterback. I, I, I do wonder, though, you, you said that the Chiefs picked a direction and they stuck with it. Would, would you – I, I don't want to say would you rather, would you recommend or – how would you feel if the 49ers did say, hey, we're taking the Patrick Mahomes route with him. He is not going to start, you know, unless there's a week 18 game that's meaningless and he can start that one. But he's not going to start any meaningful games. And Jimmy Garoppolo's got it. It's his job. Lance is the backup. He's not going to play unless Garoppolo's unavailable. You think that would be better than the 2QB thing? Yeah, I do. Hmm. Interesting. Because at, because at least everybody knows, you know, week in and week out what it's going to look like. And then you always have Trey Lance sort of in your back pocket at some point. And you have Trey Lance um, if and when Garoppolo gets hurt. Whereas whereas I just I just think if you're if you're going mid series and just like switching guys, I just you have to you have to call every play perfectly, right? Right, and. There's also the added element of, like, as a head coach, you're dealing with a lot. Especially if you're Kyle Shanahan and you're calling plays and you're worried about time and down and distance and game situations and, oh, now this guy's hurt and, you know, what's got to go different? And you're trying to figure out what quarterback is going to play what? It seems – that's why it seems to me the most tenable way they can do this is he has a list of 10 plays. Or it's scripted, where Lance is going to take these five snaps in the first 20. Or yeah, whatever does, it is. That does make more sense to me. I mean, like, I would prefer, if it were me making the decision, obviously, I would I would just play Trey Lance. But I, right. if you're, if you're going to mix the two, I would rather have Trey Lance playing, like, five to ten snaps a game rather than, you know, 10 of 24, which he had today. During the right. first two series, yeah, and I think sure. I think that's I think that's what they're gonna do. It's gonna be like, hey, second and two between the forties, like Lance is going in, and we have this package ready. That yeah. that's kind of what what I'm envisioning. 
I don't envision what happened today. Where it was Garoppolo for like four snaps and then Lance for one and then Garoppolo for one and then Lance for three and then Garoppolo for one. It was, I don't think it's going to be that where he's just winging it. I think there's definitely going to be a, a method to it. If yeah. not, it's, it's totally insane. Like, <laughs> right. I would it's hope not so. even a, we've never seen this before. It's like, that's a bad idea. <laughs> right. I agree. And, but I'm just a little bit, I mean, I, I think it's worth pointing out, like if there's a concern about Kyle Shanahan, like at times he just gets too cute. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That does. It feels like that happens. Like, remember the, the wildcat with Jerick McKinnon and, uh, yeah, and Richie Michael Hasty or Richie James or whoever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like there, there are some times where it's like, all right, you're you're trying to reach too far into your bag when you should just maybe simplify things a little bit. Yeah, like that. That would be that would be a fair critique, I think, of Kyle Shanahan. Is that as good as he is? It's like sometimes it doesn't need to be so complicated. Right. Um. So. Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's something where Garoppolo plays and then you sprinkle Lance in for five plays and just let him get game reps and then uh, eventually make the switch, then that makes a lot more sense to me. But if you're if you're trying to win games while also having a quarterback competition with guys splitting reps, even though you're not calling it a quarterback competition, then at some point it's like, all right, you're lying to somebody. You're either lying to the public or the locker room or both. Right. Because you can't you can't just have a quarterback competition and win games at the same time like that. I just don't see that as as being tenable. I don't either. Um, so we'll see. But overall, like we will see. Overall, I mean, Trey Lance needs to be more efficient. He did have what two at least two other drops today from his receivers, including yeah. Two there were a couple. Jalen Hurd had a couple. Jawan Jennings yeah. had one. Yeah. I did think that completion to uh, to Hurd where Lance was rolling left and Hurd was running that corner route to the left sideline, mm-hmm. that was a really nice throw and a pretty good catch. Um, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I feel very comfortable saying it. I think as long as Jalen Hurd comes out of this game healthy um, and comes, and I mean, I, I guess final cuts are Tuesday. As, as long as he's healthy um, going into Tuesday, I feel pretty confident that he's going to make the team. So I asked Kyle Shanahan basically like, because John Lynch on KMBR um, last week's, said that Jalen Hurd's one of their six best guys, and that's not really in question. Right. And so I asked Kyle Shanahan, like, do you need do you need to see Jalen Hurd play like one of your best six guys, or you just need to see him come out a Sunday healthy? And he basically said, like, yeah, he's one of our six guys. We know that. Um, so in constructing the 53, they just need to make sure that he does come out of it healthy and he can contribute for the full season. Um, right. Because he's, you know, he's he's – I don't think he's practiced a full week straight during training camp yet. Um, and this week was the first time he's practiced Wednesday, Thursday, Friday after getting two weeks off. So we'll, we'll see how that holds up, but we saw it like they want, they gave him, they gave him carries. They used him in, you know, jet sweep action on those, on that zone read touchdown. Uh, like Jalen Hurd has the potential to be a, a key contributor to this offense, potentially in that number three receiver role. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on for sure. The defense played well, but I don't really, I'm not really going to read into, you know, going against Nathan Peterman and um, their their receiver's name was Stoner. Yeah, Dylan, I believe is his first name. Dylan, Dylan Stoner. Stoner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's funny. Um, but yeah, I. The, the frustrating thing about the preseason, especially this game, is, like, you really want to, like, wow, what did we learn? It's, like, not a whole lot because the Raiders didn't play anybody. And so, like, what, what yeah. do we take away from the team playing Nathan Peterman, you know? <laughs> like, sure. I, I'm sorry. I wish I had I wish I wish had more analysis than that, but this is why the preseason can be frustrating because it's, it's fake football. And the fact that the 49ers scored two touchdowns, going up and down the field with, with ease against Raiders backups doesn't really do anything for me in terms of, like, takeaways. Like, I know it was the, the rotating the quarterbacks thing, it was successful in those two series, but that's that's not going to happen during the regular season. It's not going to be that easy. Yeah. So. Raheem Mostert looked good. He did. That stiff arm he had um, on that linebacker on that run. Yeah, that was nasty. What uh, did I thought you Trey make? Sermon looked pretty good. Like yeah, I, he looked much better was, than he did in the first preseason game. Yeah, I agree there. Um, Elijah Mitchell made his preseason debut. I thought looked pretty pretty good. Um, I think the running back group is going to be Mostert, Sermon, Mitchell, and gosh, I don't know if it's going to be Gallman or Hasty. I really don't. I don't either. I got nothing. <laughs> I think that yeah, I think that's they the all, biggest toss they up. All, they all played well today, I thought, and ran well. Yeah, and then, you know, is it going to be Travis Benjamin or Simba Webster? I lean towards Benjamin because I think he's probably a better receiver just offensively. I don't – I maybe maybe Webster's a better return guy. Um, I'm not sure. Like, that to me is a toss-up. Um, but other than that, I feel like there there aren't a ton of, like, huge surprises coming on Tuesday unless there's an injury we don't know about yet. Right. So – I tweeted my 53-man roster projection on Friday. Maybe I'll throw that thing uh, for a retweet tonight. Yeah, do it again, man. Send it back out there. 
Yeah, just that content. with a quote tweet saying nothing has changed. <laughs> yeah, no, same, same, same after Sunday. Did you have any? Yeah. Do you have any wide-ranging takeaways from today's game? Not, not, uh, not really. Um, I think Lance has looked a little more comfortable each start yeah. um, or each each game, which I think is is good for the 49ers. Like it's about progress at this point, not perfection. Yeah. And I think he's making progress, which which is a which is a plus for them. What did you make of uh, Jimmy Garoppolo lowering his shoulder to score a preseason touchdown? Yeah, um, like is that? It, it's obviously like here's. I get the like, hey, it's good. He's competing. He wants it. Yeah, that's that's the that's the point. But at the same time, it's like, yo, that's the starting quarterback. <laughs> I yeah. get that it's going to be unorthodox, but he can't be getting his getting his bell rung or hurting his shoulder or something in the final preseason game. Yeah, I mean Garoppolo is. I mean he's a competitive guy, and he played linebacker in high school, I guess. Some say and, he has a linebacker mentality. Yes, yeah, some would say that. Even Kyle Shanahan would say that, as he did yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just dumb. Like, I get it. You're in the heat of the moment, and you want to score a touchdown, and the team just drafted your replacement. So, I like, I, I think what I – my big takeaway was that he probably wouldn't have done that, like, last preseason, if there was a preseason in 2020. I, I completely agree with you. This, it was like, all right, they got Trey Lance. Maybe I'll play a little bit more reckless. I'll do a little bit more to get in the end zone here. Um, yeah. But no, not a smart play. Not, yeah, not like lowering either. your lowering your throwing shoulder into a linebacker. Even whoever that was is probably not. Yeah, a good I would. Yeah. But, um, the other, the opposite of that. I thought Trey Lance had two plays today. Well, three, where I thought he did a really nice job of self preservation which right. was a, a question that I had because if you watch his college tape, it's a lot of railroading defenders because at the FCS level, a cornerback is not, is not typically going to be as big as a cornerback or a defensive back in general. It's not going to be as one you're going to face at the FBS level or in the NFL. And so I was a little bit worried about how he was going to uh, transition. Yeah. Like into, he was bigger. The, he was bigger than just about all the linebackers he went against. Right. Which is not the case anymore. Right. But he had the the one rollout to his right where he ran up the sideline and ducked out of bounds before he could get hit. He had the run up the middle on a third and long uh, where he fell down before the first down marker, but also before the defenders. And then uh, there was the one in the open field where he kind of ducked down and and got out of the way before taking a big hit. So those those are the kind of things that I don't think it matters who he's playing against. It's just a matter of recognizing when to get out of bounds and when to get down on the ground. And I thought he did a nice job of that. And that was legitimately a question I had because preservation as a quarterback is a skill. And it wasn't one I was certain he had. I I still want to see him slide. I've never seen him slide. Yep. Yeah, it's all been falling forward. Yeah, so that'll be something that he'll will will either learn that he knows how to slide or he just doesn't. Um, yeah, at some point. Uh, I guess it should be noted today too. Uh, Jimmy Ward didn't play the two the three starting corners. If you count Kwan Williams, didn't play. Sure. Um, Dante Johnson didn't play for the second straight preseason game. I think, and I'm not positive about this. 
I think we've gotten to the point where the 49ers are so concerned about the depth in their secondary that they're like, we got to keep Dante Johnson healthy, <laughs> which is... Yeah, it's not great. It's not a great spot wild. to be. It's, it's kind of wild to think about, given that Dante Johnson is just sort of, like, epitomized the replacement-level player. But they're like... I mean, he's been... the. I, I think he's going to make the team in large part because while, like, Emmanuel Mosley and Jason Verrett have been missing practice, he's gotten a ton of reps for the first team. Mm-hmm. So, to me, they're like, all right, if Mosley or Verrett misses time, then, you know, we'll throw Dante Johnson in there until we're absolutely sure Ambry Thomas or Diamador Lenore can start for us. Um, right. So, that's something. And maybe Johnson, too, I mean, maybe them keeping him out is part of, like, you know, if they want Mohurst to make the roster, for example, yeah, and and get placed on injured reserve, then maybe Dante Johnson is somebody that who would get cut initially and then sign a couple of days after. Right. Is it clear once, waivers? Yeah. Once I don't think he's subject to waivers because he's because he's a veteran. Oh he's a yeah, yeah, veteran. yeah yeah yeah. yeah. But like when Hurst goes to IR and then is available in what three three or four weeks, whatever it is then you could bring Johnson in and take that roster spot right. um, in the time being. They might have a couple guys like that, too. But um, I thought I just think it's interesting that we're to the point now where Dante Johnson's, like, got to be kept on ice during the preseason. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not a great spot to be, but um, if their pass rush is good, yeah. then – and Samson Ebukam had a, had a couple of nice uh, nice pass rushes today – um, again, it's Nathan Peterman that he's getting after, who's not, you know, going to be back there evading pressure and and the Raiders backup offensive line, right? So, um, if their pass rush is good, though, I think a lot of the concerns about their secondary are are quelled a little bit. But yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely a, a sign of where they're at depth wise that that Dante Johnson is one of those, you know, kind of real important guys. I like how John Gruden decided to like just keep all the starters in Las Vegas. Yeah. Like like hey man, we got a game in 2 weeks. We we can't we got to make sure you guys are rested and not, you know, not hopping on this hour and 10 minute flight to to the Bay Area. Like it's just hilarious to me because That's those Super Bowl champion probably... John Gruden, you don't question. <laughs> it's just funny cuz it's like yeah, we you know, we want to make sure these guys are staying. Sorry, I'm recording this outside. There might be some background noise. Um, but I think it's funny that, like, in order to keep his players rested, he's letting them stay in Vegas, potentially unsupervised. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, we, yeah, you we want to go to the pop and party town. Of- <laughs> we, want, we want you guys to stay fresh. So you guys stay here in Vegas while we go work. <laughs> Just sounds just perfect. Funny. I enjoy John. I enjoy John Gruden and his unintentional comedy. Um, is that it? Do we got anything? He's the else? most unintentionally funny person in the NFL. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. Ooh, I, I'm. That would I'm, be a great list to make, actually. Yeah, I'm. I'm down to. I'm down to do so uh, on another pod. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm. I'm with you. Uh, we will pod again after roster cuts. Yeah, um, on Tuesday. Yeah, on on Tuesday and kind of go through the roster and look at what we're looking at. And, you know, thankfully the preseason is over and we can finally get into looking uh, looking ahead to the regular season and games that count, which is uh, enjoyable. 
I'm very, very much looking forward to the regular season. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, I mean, a ton of questions, not only for the 49ers, but uh, just kind of around the league. And I think it's going to be a really, really fascinating year, for sure. It's it's either going to be Kyle Shanahan is an unmitigated genius, mm-hmm. or Kyle Shanahan is outthinking himself. Yes. And... And we will we will have those answers I think pretty pretty quickly with this whole thing. So looking forward yeah. to it. Subscribe I am right too. Now. It's 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 one of those things where I have no idea. Like I couldn't even begin to venture a guess um, as to as to how how this whole thing's gonna go. So can't wait. Yep. All right. Well, we are. Right. Uh, you heard my sliding door. I'm going back into the house. That means we're done here. Um, Thanks, everybody, for hanging with us, and we will chat with you guys again later this week. So uh, subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll talk to you then. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.